Scott with SJ, Wildfire.com. Hey, I'm pleased to announce Pastor Larry. We've talked a little bit about Pastor Larry and his Bible study. He's been studying Ephesians 6 for the last three to four years. Hope you are feasting in the Lord Jesus Christ today, that you attended services, and that you have worshipped the Lord Jesus and asked for his guidance throughout the day. We do need his guidance in this world in which we live that's controlled by the prince and the power of the air and the, and the God of this world. And we need that help from our Lord Jesus Christ, and he has given us that help. We talked about uh, last week, if you remember, about purpose. God has called every one of us to a specific purpose. But also we must find that specific purpose by a general purpose by walking daily with the Lord Jesus being faithful in the little things being obedient in the little things that come our way striving you're not going to be perfect none of us are perfect striving to be holy striving to live a blameless life and that blameless life is integrity to be truthful with all people. So, find that purpose, that specific calling that God has for you, and utilize your gifts. Ask somebody, hey, hey where's my gifts lie? <laughs> what am I good at? As far as my gifts are concerned, do I have a gift for teaching God's word? Then use that. Use that gift and be effective, and you'll be able to overcome the evil one a lot easier in that power of Christ as he's directing you in your purpose. But I emphasize again that general purpose must be fulfilled. God has called us to be holy and to be blameless. That is the general purpose. And God, one day when we get to heaven, will make us totally holy and totally blameless. And I say hallelujah for that. I really can't wait. You know, I'm getting homesick as I'm talking about this. So we're going to dwell on, a, on an attribute of God that's found, I believe, in also Joshua. This will be our last point. And we're going to go back to Ephesians. But I, I'm not going to go through all the points again. But this is the last point. And I think it might be my seventh point. I have a six in my notes, but I know that's not right. And it's how to be strong in the Lord. We're kind of jumping jumping off from uh, Ephesians 6.10 because we, we were examining how God told Joshua not to fear and not to be afraid because uh, and there were certain points in there that are pertinent to us as believers. You know, as far as just to mention the purpose, you know, God or uh, Jesus Christ prayed for his disciples that his disciples would be a witness for him in all the nations. So they had a specific purpose. God didn't take them all of a sudden, take them home. And you know, after, after they became uh, ardent disciples, he left them here for a purpose. And God has left us here for a purpose. It's to reach, and that main purpose, by the way, is to reach others for Christ, but it's done through a holy and blameless life. Walk to walk, talk to talk. You gotta have them both together. Now, so my last point in this Joshua message 
is, and I'm going to dwell on this probably for the rest of the message, and that is to recall God's faithfulness in your life. This is our, some of our armor. Remember it talked about, and we haven't got to it yet, but just to get ahead of myself, take up the shield of faith in the book of Ephesians. And the faith comes from the word faithfulness. So that's what I want to talk about. God is faithful in your life. He's faithful. First of all, he's faithful to himself. And that's found in verse 3 of Joshua chapter 1. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that I have given to you, as I said to Moses. Notice how God goes back and says, Remember Moses? I was faithful to him. And he also says, he also goes back to Abraham about the giving of the land. I was faithful to Abraham. Now believe me. I will be faithful to you. We as Christians struggle with the fact that God is faithful. He will accomplish what he intends to do. In other words, he is true to his word. He is true to his promises that we talked about. And there are daily assurances and blessings that we can think back on. He's telling, God's telling Joshua to think back and how I acted with Moses and how I acted with Abraham. Now, assuredly, we could go back into our Christian lives. We've been Christians for a while and we can recognize the blessings of God. We're struggling with some issue in our life and we're getting these doubts in our mind. The enemy's coming and he's filling our minds as though God doesn't care for you anymore. He's not being faithful to his word. Just go back. Go back and see how the other times you struggled and how a God had been faithful to you or maybe faithful to one of your friends or whatever the situation may be. God is faithful. He assures his love for us. I can tell you of multiple occurrences. I can think of five of them off the top of my head. Occurrences in Vietnam that God kept me alive and kept me from danger. And I often go back through that. We get to Ephesians 1 and verse 4. Oh, God has chosen us before the foundation of the world. That's the issue that we're really, really going to have fun with. But how he had kept me alive, kept me from danger, and I think back on that, and that gives me a sense of assurance that God has called me to be a witness for him. And that emboldens my belief that God will be faithful to me. He'll be faithful to you if you know him as your Savior. You can just, you don't have to turn to these verses, but I'm going to read a few of them. Since it's the scripture, the sword of God, that makes a difference. You might just want to jot these scriptures down. Now these faithfulness of God's scriptures are always linked to faith and his promises. Just a few passages. 1 Corinthians 1.9 
says, God is faithful by whom you were called unto the fellowship of his Son, Christ our Lord. 1 Thessalonians 5.22 Faithful is he that calls you, will also do it. 2 Thessalonians 3.3 But the Lord is faithful, who shall establish you and keep you from evil. You understand that? 2 Timothy 2.13 If we believe not, yet he abides faithful. He cannot de deny himself. You know what that's saying? If we if we are doubting God and we lose our beliefs somewhere, not lose our souls, but lose our beliefs somewhere along the line, God's still faithful to his word. God will still see you through. God's faithfulness is not dependent on how we react. It's something we can grab a hold on to. It gives us assurance in our fight against the enemy. Oh, Christians, listen to me here. This is so important. If we believe not, yet he abides faithful. He cannot deny himself. God cannot lie. He's always faithful. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hebrews 2.17 Wherefore, in all things, it behooved him to be made like his brethren. It's talking about Christ. That he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make reconciliation for the sins of his people. Oh, what a wonderful truth. He's our faithful and our merciful high priest. He makes our, when we sin as a Christian, he goes before God and he makes reconciliation. He pleads our case. Is Satan is accuser of the brethren. Christ is our advocate, as the Bible teaches. He's faithful to that. You can take it to the bank. He's faithful to that. 1 Peter 4.19 Wherefore, let them that suffer according to the will of God. Yes, they're suffering according to the will of God. Commit the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing, as unto a faithful creator. First John 1, 8 and 9. This is a very, they're all important, but if I could emphasize importance, this is one of them. First John 1, 8 and 9. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. When we talked about truth, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I don't care what sin, believer. You, you may be tortured by some past sins that you committed. You may be sitting in a prison cell. I don't know. Listen to me. God says he will forgive your sins. He is faithful to that promise. He cannot lie. And I don't care what it is. Didn't really want to mention this, but I will for your sakes. One who may be struggling with sin. I myself, in Vietnam, killed a mother and her child. I suffered with nightmares for that. It was an accident, but nonetheless, I still shot them. 
thinking, how in the world am I ever going to get over this? You know, I read verses like this, and it says, if I confess my sins, he is faithful and just to forgive my sins and to cleanse me. It's wash me clean from all unrighteousness. And God can do that for you. And I want you, if you're not a believer right now, you may be going through some terrible times of sin in your life, some addiction you can't shake, uh, it's, it's a drinking habit. I, 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 it might be pornography. It might be a lot of things. We could give a whole list here. But God can set us free, and he can cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God is faithful to that. So, the faithfulness of God is basically this. It's linked with his promises. You know, there's a phrase in the Marine Corps, Semper Fi. You've heard it before. Latin for always faithful. Yeah, right, to the Marine Corps. <laughs> That was just something we had to utter. But I found out as I got older, and even the next Marine, 50 years later, I guess I'm always faithful to the Marine Corps. But the bigger thing yet, I want to be faithful to my Savior for what he's done for me. So the faithfulness of God is basically this. It's always linked with his promises. Here it is. That God will guarantee he will never cease to be who he is, and what he is. If he makes a promise or a covenant, he will not break it. I cannot break it. If you, if you cannot break it, I cannot break it, the devil cannot break it. If God says, if you believe in his son, Jesus Christ, you shall have everlasting or eternal life. That eternal life starts with believing. It starts here and now. Satan cannot break it. I cannot break it. Nobody can separate me from that. That's a promise of God. My sin that I commit after I'm a believer cannot break me from that. Oh, you mean even if you don't confess it? Absolutely. But there's discipline and punishment <laughs> as a son that my father will enact upon me. And I, I don't, I, I don't want to go to that area. I don't want to go to the woodshed. I want to be out of the woodshed. Isn't this exactly where Satan attacks us? Think about it. Yea, has God said, as he said to Eve, Oh, come on, Eve, you don't believe that, do you? That God can forgive you for doing this? And he challenges and he questions the Word of God. This is an extremely important, as we, when we go back, we look at the book of Ephesians, chapter 1, the fact of God's faithfulness. There are certain things he has given us as believers and it's all for the purpose of fighting our spiritual battle. God's faithfulness is always consistent with his character. For example, if he would break his promise, he would then be a liar. 
And we know that God is holy. He cannot lie. It is impossible. It is out of character for God not to be faithful to what he has said. What God has said, you can stake your life on it. Understand what I said? In this attribute of God, his faithfulness undergirds all of them. There are many promises given to those, such as those who love Jesus Christ. Like I said before, we'll dissect these promises in Ephesians chapter 1. You and I must grasp in our hearts these guarantees. We are to be successful in our stand against the devil's strategies. We We must trust in the faithfulness of God. Many promises in the scriptures are conditional, such as our walk with Christ based on our obedience. That's our blessings. To enjoy our salvation, that's conditional, such as it was with Israel. Their promises was a land with their enjoyment. That was an unconditional promise to Abraham, by the way. Remember, God's faithful to his word. But the enjoyment of that land was a conditional promise. You must be obedient. It's the same with a Christian. To enjoy our salvation, we must be obedient. God is faithful to get me and you to heaven. I'm glad that my trip to heaven doesn't count on me. Because I would never make it. I would struggle and I would be in doubt so much and so would you. Listen to me. God has promised to get me there. Salvation. God put salvation in his lap. My salvation. All my response was to, was to by faith, believe in his son, Jesus Christ. God will take care of the rest. My responsibility is to walk worthy of my calling. But, in ending, promises of God to the believer are sure. They're based on God's holy character. He will not lie. But I also, for those who are listening or are not believers, you might have tuned out already, most of you. But I have to give warning. And all the love I can muster here, If you do not know Jesus Christ as your Savior, God will also keep his promise to you. Now, he's done everything he could to bring you to Christ. He gave himself, he gave his son to die for you. What else could he do? And that's the only entrance way into heaven. Can't sneak in the back window. Can't climb over the fence. You have to go through the door who is Jesus Christ. Now I implore you, listen to this scripture, 2 Thessalonians 1, 8 and 9. This is a very sobering passage. God will punish those who do not know God and do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. They will be punished with everlasting destruction and shut out from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his might. Oh, understand. 
You don't want to hear God close the door on you. Everlasting destruction, never knowing anymore what is good and what is right and what is holy. And be banished from the presence of God Almighty. Right now on this earth, you're you're in a way you're in his presence. You're enjoying his blessings, his general blessings upon all. One day, if you die without Jesus Christ, this will happen because God has promised it. He hasn't changed his mind. Oh, listen to what I'm saying. Matthew 25, 46. Then they, all who reject Christ, will go to the eternal punishment. The word eternal, just like eternal life, but the righteous to eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. My beloved friends, and I speak to you as beloved friends, there are promises from God. That same faithful God that spoke to Joshua in these passages in Joshua 1, we are studying, is the same God that we're talking about right now. His faithfulness is not diminished one iota. And I will end there, folks. I, I hope I gave a very sobering analysis to you who do not know Christ. You want to be on the right side of God's faithfulness. In the next broadcast, I'm going to talk more in depth how to do that. Hope this finds you until next week. You have become a new believer in Christ. You're now starting out knowing that you're saved by taking God at his word, taking God as a promise. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us all unrighteousness. Come to him today. We'll see you next Sunday. God bless.